Morning, officers. What y'all, the second team? We're the first team. Yeah. We're not gonna fall for a banana in the tailpipe. You're not gonna fall for the banana in the tailpipe? <laughs> it should be more natural, brother. It should flow out like this. Look, man, I ain't falling for no banana in my tailpipe. See, that's more natural for us. You've been hanging out with this dude too long. Baby, I need some action tonight. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Action Returns. I'm your host brian and with me as always is my co-host nez what's up man i'm good man heading down to southern california to beverly hills <laughs> beverly hills where the police department doesn't really exist <laughs> oh man uh 1984 um when did you first see this one uh, I was definitely a kid. I, I was a super big fan of Eddie Murphy, so my, my my dad would let me, you know, he introduced me to, like, Beverly Hills Cop, Trading Places, Coming to America. So had to be around the time when this came out, or a little bit after. Probably, uh, this probably was another cable one for me. I saw this one when it came out. Uh, I can't remember if we saw it the first weekend or one of those weekends, but um, this was one movie that we were all looking forward to. We already had forty eight hours. Um, uh, wasn't sure if um, Trading Places was out yet because I remember um, Best Defense came out, but Eddie Murphy was only in that for like two seconds. And then I remember him in like interviews, like, man, I'm only in it for a little bit, but wait until uh, later on. Uh, I got another movie coming where it's it's me, the whole movie. So we're like, oh, cool. Uh, all right. Well, Trading Places came out right after 48 hours. So uh, Best Defense, that was the one with Dudley Moore, came out the same year. Um, this Beverly Hills Cop came out at the end of the year. I remember that. So, but. Uh yeah, we went and saw Best Defense because Eddie Murphy's in the trailer, he's on the poster, and he was only in it for like maybe a scene or two. You got you got to sell it. Yeah, so I mean, I love Dudley Moore. I would have saw it anyway, but I was just I thought he was gonna be in it uh, more because I remember when we all saw it, we were like, "That's it!" and everybody was mad. <laughs> People were leaving the theater mad. Like, oh, fuck that movie was garbage. He was hardly in it. So, but he said, ah, wait, I got another movie coming. And uh, and he gave us Beverly Hills Cop. What I remember the most about this when we saw it is it was packed in there. Hmm. It was in one of the theaters uh, by my house. And we went to the very first show on like on Saturday. And usually there's hardly anybody there. They usually come later. For the uh, later showings. But every single show was sold out. Uh, so we were like, damn. So, I mean, I think they showed it like maybe three times that day. So every 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 show was sold out. 
And I was like, wow, cool, right on. So I was glad that we got in there first. I mean, this was there was no Fandango, no, none of that. You had to get there early and stand in line to to get your ticket to see the film. Uh, we got there, I don't know, like way early, because I remember we stood outside for a long time before uh, any of the workers even showed up. So, but we, we got in, they didn't, some, it was, it's always hit and miss at the theaters we went to if they would let us in for R rated movies, but this one, they, they didn't seem to care. So they let us right in, but I love this film. I mean, I'm a huge Eddie Murphy fan. Um, not so much his later films like Pluto Nash or Dave Ugh. or Dave or <laughs> thousand words. <laughs> I still haven't seen that one yet. Uh, what, what else? Holy Man. Oh, seen that one? oh yeah. I was <laughs> like, come on. What were you doing? <laughs> but, oh. There was one of his later. I, I kind of like Metro. That one was all right. I liked it. It, yeah. it was exciting. I mean, even when uh, Haunted Mansion came out, everybody was like, oh, my God, Eddie Murphy's sinking to Disney level. I thought that movie was good. I mean, I, I didn't mind it. We took the kids yeah. to see it and. It was good. I mean, the Nutty Professors yeah. were, were funny. Um, <laughs> On the, the Horror Returns, I think sometime next month, we're bringing back uh, Is It Really That Bad? And one of the movies is going to be uh, Vampire in Brooklyn. <sighs> Wes Craven, I love you, but what are you doing? <laughs> was that the one Wes, Wes Craven directed? Oh yeah. Okay. And we're doing we're doing that one, and uh, what was that other one? Wes Craven, My Soul to Take. Ah, oh, I remember that. I saw that in the theater. Like, ah, oh, come on. I, yeah, I, only, gotta, I only saw. Got to bring back the. Got to bring back the. Is it really that bad? Because I I seen uh, somebody's podcast uh, starting to do that. Not trying to say we we did it first, but <laughs> it's kind of coincidence. Oh. My soul to take. I remember I went to the panel at Comic Con. I, I didn't even know what it was. They just said Wes Craven's new film. I just wanted to to see him, so it was good to. Uh, he hardly even talked about it. It was everyone kept throwing Nightmare on Elm Street questions at him, but he he didn't seem to mind. Um, but it was cool. Now, so what they showed us was all right, but then the movie came out. I was like, oh, man, this movie is garbage. <laughs> but ah, uh, they all can't be winners, but. I mean, same thing with Eddie Murphy, man. Everything he did later on in his career, they weren't they weren't all winners. I mean, your career is just booming right out the gate, and then you start doing Norbit and stuff like that. Oh this. my gosh, I forgot about Norbit. <laughs> that was funny. The movie that I I love, but a lot of people didn't really care for it. Uh, was um Bowfinger. I love that movie. <laughs> that is an underrated movie. That movie's hella funny. I mean, when he because he's playing the dual role, he's playing Kit Ramsey and he's playing Jif Ramsey. Jif was my favorite character, but he got comedy legends in there. You got Steve Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy, and it, it was just an awesome film. I mean, I loved it. I mean. I remember when it came out, I was like, okay, cool. These guys are in it. And then I went and seen it. I was like, man, that shit was hella good. But then a lot of people were like, yeah, yeah, that movie was dumb. And I'm like, oh, man, what are you guys watching? But I love, I love at the end, him and uh, Steve Martin's uh, martial arts movie they, they filmed. <laughs> yeah. 
I I really want him. I think he can do stand up. I mean, I'm pretty sure if he if he just did uh, a comedy special for Netflix or or whoever. I mean, I think uh, that was the rumor I, that they were throwing big money at him. I think he could do it. I mean, he did pretty good when he uh, came back and hosted Saturday Night Live. He uh, slipped uh, a couple times. I think it was the f bomb he dropped, but I mean, but he was still funny uh, when he was on it. Um, but I was just listening to Eddie Murphy's first uh, comedy album, which is called Eddie Murphy, um, the one he did right before uh, Delirious. Um, it's still funny, but when that album came out, I mean, again. Times were different back in the day. Uh, the jokes he was saying, or even the jokes he did in Raw and Delirious, I don't think he, that'll fly today because everybody <laughs> no. would be all over him, um, which I, I, I totally understand. Um, but I still think he can do it. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's he's a comedian. He's hilarious. I mean, does he need to do it? No, but um I think people would would come out to see it. I mean, I wasn't even excited when I heard he was voicing Donkey and Shrek. But when I see those movies, those movies were hella funny. I think those ones were more made for the the comedy was more for the adults cuz I remember sitting there laughing my ass off and a lot of the kids like didn't get the jokes, but yeah, there was a lot of stuff that went over kids' heads. Yeah, but um this film Beverly Hills Cop, man, I mean, I it was just awesome. I, I loved it. Um, it was exciting to hear that we were going to get a part two. So I was like, oh, man, I'm ready. And then that one, we'll get into that one next week. And then uh, 1994, <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop 3. And hey, yeah, we'll get to that one, too. But <laughs> What were you doing in California anyway? I was working. Working where? Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Mikey. Well, you don't mind if I ask around a little bit, do you? Don't do a damn thing. Stay out of this. You know, this is the cleanest and nicest police car I've ever been in in my life. This thing's nice in my apartment. I just got off the phone with Inspector Todd in Detroit. He says if you're out here investigating the Tandino murder... How you doing? You needn't bother coming back. The slightest idea who you're dealing with. Look, all three of us are cops. We should be working together. Cover me. Police! You're all under arrest! You do that again, I'll shoot you myself. Now, please, something to drink a wine, a cocktail, a, a espresso. No, I'm fine, thank you. I'll make it myself right back there with a the little lemon twist. It's good. Try it. <laughs> All right, uh, synopsis. What do we got? Uh, let's go with, uh, let's see, Google first. After his childhood buddy is murdered while visiting Detroit, rebellious cop Axel Foley follows the leads to Beverly Hills, California, under the auspicious... Ausp- I can't read auspicious, whatever that word is yeah. of a vacation. <laughs> he checks in with old friend Jenny Summers, 
and starts to believe her boss, art dealer Victor Maitland, who I understand uh, didn't like this movie when it came out, uh, might somehow be involved in the murder. However, Lieutenant Bogomil of Beverly Hills Police Department does not trust Foley and hinders his search for evidence. That was kind of lengthy there, Google. Let's see. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop, IMDb. A free-willing Detroit cop pursue, pursuing a murder investigation finds himself dealing with a very different culture of Beverly Hills. I like that one yeah. right there. This, of course, stars Eddie Murphy, Judge Reinhold, John Ashton, Lisa Elbacher, Ronnie Cox, Stephen Burkhoff, and where did my list go? Stephen Burkhoff, uh, Jonathan Banks, Stephen Elliott, Paul Reiser, Michael Champion, Gilbert R. Hill as uh, the great Inspector Todd. Love that character. <laughs> Bronson Pinchot, Falky. And uh, get a little cameo by Damon Wayans as Banana Man. That's what he's listing <laughs> credits. <laughs> Uh, let's see. This is directed by Martin Best, produced by Don Simpson, Jerry Bruckheimer, screenplay by Daniel Petrie Jr. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, jump right in, Nez. What did you, what did you really think of? I, I know you said you loved it, but, uh. What are, what are, before we get deep into it, what, what are the, the standout moments for you? Um, I really love the very beginning, uh, when uh, he's un- like undercover trying to sell cigarettes to whoever, some other bad guys. But when once that the police show up and it turns into a a police chase, and you see Axel swinging it out of the back of the out of the <laughs> semi truck. <laughs> That guy was having a lot of fun driving that truck, crashing into cars. Yeah, he drove down like the the skinniest street he could find. He just was just hitting all those cars and everything. So I really liked how it began. Um, the thing that stands out the most, other than just Eddie Murphy and everybody in it, was the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. This soundtrack had just hit after hit on it. I mean, you had the Pointer Sisters, you had Glenn Fry. Uh, the, the theme, Axel F. I mean, you can't uh, talk about Beverly Hills without hearing that that, that score. That dun, 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 dun. I mean, that's just, that was just pure 80s. But when you hear that, you, you think of Axel Foley. You think of Eddie Murphy. You think of mm-hmm. Beverly Hills Cop. I mean, that song still hits today when you listen to it. I mean, I, I was driving around. Uh, when I was coming home and I was listening to the soundtrack, uh, I had to just pull it all up on YouTube. But um, it was cool, man. I liked uh, like the very, very beginning of the film, man. We get uh, Glenn Fry's The Heat Is On. I really love that song. Rest in peace, Glenn Fry. And uh, the Pointer Sisters, Neutron Dance. I mean, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't go wrong with them either, man. And um, there was other songs in it, but I, but I pretty, those were pretty much the main three hits uh, that were on it. Um, I'm sure there was others, but those are the only ones that really stand out to me the most. There was another Pointer Sister song on there, but I can't remember the name of it. But, yeah, uh, shout out to uh, I think uh, Patty LaBelle was on there. I think that she had a, I'm thinking. I think I might be thinking of that song. And what was it? Uh, New Attitude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. was it. All right, Patty LaBelle. Uh, I guess I should have pulled up 
the, the whole soundtrack thing. But um, that's what stood out the most to me what was, what was the soundtrack because uh, back in the 80s and today, uh, people really, or, or movies just really pumped out these uh, soundtracks. And it sucked. Some Sometimes uh, a movie would come out and there'd be like one or two hits uh, and you were forced to buy the whole album. Uh, <laughs> eventually later, the, the, the singles came out on either uh, 45s or um, cassette tapes. But uh, I just thought, it was good, man. I mean, the whole the whole soundtrack was was really good. There's a, there's a lot of songs on here, and uh, probably some artists that you don't really know. But I think uh, New Attitude, Patti LaBelle's, um, Neutron Dance, Pointed Sisters. Like I said, The Heat Is On, Glenn Fry, Axel F. Um, I forgot there was a Shalimar song in there. Uh, the Don't Get Stopped in Beverly Hills it wasn't a big hit, but I remember the song only because my wife loves loves uh, Shalimar. So, but. Uh, it was awesome. I, I really loved it. I think my favorite song out of this one is the the, the Glenn Fry song, "The Heat Is On." I, I really loved it. I remember when that video came out; it got played on MTV like constantly. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, I, other than we got to see clips uh, from the film, and it, it, it was a really good song. But uh, yeah, you uh, younger listeners, MTV used to play music. Uh, yeah, there was no sixteen and pregnant or. Jersey Shore or whatever, or whatever the hell else is on there. But I do watch yeah, ridiculousness. They to, <laughs> yeah, they had these things called music videos, and they would play all day, all night, yep, twenty four hours uh, of videos. But now, got to go to YouTube and find them now. Yeah, I don't even think they play twenty four seconds uh, of videos <laughs> on, on MTV, but. Uh, I don't know. I saw a good documentary on MTV on how it was in the beginning, and then how it just went. Poof. I mean, it's still going today, and I'm sure you young, you younger guys and gals love it. But for us old vets, uh, terrible. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, this this movie's awesome. I mean, I mean, I, I loved it. To me, got uh, why I haven't seen this movie in a really long time. But seeing seeing a young Eddie, a young uh, young Judge Reinhold, uh, Ronnie Cox. Or even uh, Lisa Albacher. Um, She's been in a ton of things. Did we do 10 to Midnight? Yep. Yeah, okay, we did. Because she was uh, Charles Bronson's daughter in that. And she was in... um, Did you guys do Leviathan? Yep. She was in that. And Mm. just a a ton of good movies. I've always... Uh. uh, Ten to midnight. <laughs> it's for jacking off. <laughs> Go back and listen to that one if you guys didn't hear that. And the other one, a very young Jonathan Banks. Uh, for you new jacks, Mike from uh, Breaking Bad and uh, Better Call Saul. Um, I think this is the second movie we've talked uh, that we've talked about that he was in. He was also in uh, Forty Eight Hours uh, with Eddie Murphy. He got killed in the beginning. But I think another character that that stole stole he was only on the screen uh, once and it was cool that he came back in a third film. But Bronson Pinchot, uh, Serge, or however you say it, Aquil. <laughs> I like when they were in that uh, the art the art store. He goes, "How much does this go for? A hundred and thirty two thousand? Get the fuck out of here! No, I cannot." <laughs> but he was funny. I, I was I was I was. It was kind of a was Perfect Strangers out by then? If it wasn't, maybe it was about to start, but 
Uh, yeah, I Perfect Strangers started in 86. Okay, so it was after this, but it was good to see him in it. I, I just, I forgot he was in it. And then when he came up on the screen, I was like, oh, yeah. And he comes back later on in uh, the third film. But um, the movie was awesome. I mean, I, I loved it. Uh, Stephen Burkoff, Victor Maitland. He was also the Russian dude in uh, was it First Blood or Ram? No, not First Blood. Rambo Two. He was uh, in that. He was the main bad guy. I cannot remember his name in that. Um, let me see. I just saw it. I'm not even gonna try to say his name. Or Podvosky. I think that's how you say his name. And I Lieutenant. Colonel Sergei T. Podvosky. Yeah, him. <laughs> oh, he did that one right after uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Okay. But um, uh, the, the story was pretty simple. It was just Eddie Murphy, uh, Axel Foley. He's a, a cop in Detroit. And like well, I talked about it already in the beginning with, with uh, when he was trying to sell cigarettes undercover to these guys. And then the, he almost got it going. But the cops came and... Uh, messed it all up for him because <laughs> they showed up and then it turned into a big police chase but it was an awesome scene i, I really mm. loved it uh but then uh he gets yelled at uh by his uh his captain the hell was his name i'm sorry inspector inspector todd yeah gilbert r hill uh he was a real police officer in detroit oh was he yeah okay but that I mean that that scene was funny. He came in just screaming and yelling at him. And the, what I loved about this was the totally two different police stations. You got this hard rundown, small as a little closet police station in Detroit. But then when we go to Beverly Hills, there's like this big mansion and the, all this super duper high tech stuff in there. Well, for the eighties in there, and it was just crazy. I'm surprised they didn't have valet parking in the front, but. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, cause he, he just kind of got into it with his boss and then he's like, eh, whatever. So, which, uh, this movie is a product of his times. Cause the shit inspector Todd was saying, cause, uh, Axel's trying to bullshit his way out of it. And inspector Todd's like, you think I just came off the cotton fields? And I was like, oh, you can't say that nowadays. Yeah, there was some other choice words um, later <laughs> on. <laughs> I don't think they could say it today, but um, <laughs> but uh, Eddie goes home and he meets up with his buddy. Um, what was his name? Mikey. 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 Mikey Tandin- Tandino. Uh, he he's there and and he just one of his old friends that he grew up with, and so they're just kind of catching up. Uh, he told Axel that yeah, I was out in California and. Uh, he Told him that he was working for Jenny uh, as a security guard. She hooked him up with a job as a security guard. That was pretty much all that that uh, Axel knew. But when they they went to a bar and hung out for a minute, and they were just doing catch up stuff. And then when they went back to uh, Axel's house or his apartment, uh, these two thugs came out of nowhere and bashed in uh, Axel, and he knocked him out. He fell over, and it was uh, Mike. Um, Zach is his name in this. I, he's Mike to me from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Jonathan Banks. This was this was kind of a weird scene rewatching it because Axel's like basically like holding up Mikey. He's like, I'm about to unlock the door. Are you sure you can stand on your own? And when these two guys jump out, like Mikey sobers up hella quick. I don't know if it was just 
the way he played it in the movie or if he was just like scared <laughs> that these guys came out of nowhere and it scared him sober. That's but, the adrenaline <laughs> guy. <laughs> but they grab him and they just start going, well, where is it? And then Mikey kind of pulls this thing out and goes, hey, man, there was, I only grabbed two of them. There was a whole bunch. thinking you guys wouldn't miss it. <laughs> just grab a few. Yeah. Um, he grabbed Bonds, right? Is that what he grabbed? Yeah. Okay. Ger- German bearer Bonds, which looked like he grabbed more than a few. Yeah, maybe a couple packs because it didn't look like they were just one. I mean, he, he had packs of them. So. And you you got to you gotta be smart about it, Mikey. Uh, some couple packs of German bearer Bonds disappear and you're not at work no more and you left the state. Come on now. And I don't think you can just spend those. Maybe back in the, in those days, you could just spend them and, and no one will find out. But uh, I don't know. But <laughs> I don't even know. That's like, that's like movie stuff. Bear bonds and gold bricks. I, yeah, I don't even know how those even work. I mean. You got you to gotta know a guy. I guess. I don't know anyone that knows how to deal <laughs> with those things, but. So they uh, basically just kind of, well, hey, man, well, okay. He he gave him back to him, and then uh, Mike kind of just throws him. No, he did. He, I think he hit him, and he fell over. And then while Zach, or Zach was not, not Zach, uh, Mikey was trying to get up, uh, Mike just stuck the, the gun back of his head, <laughs> pumped in two, and it was back of his head. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, no, no blood or anything. He just, he just heard a loud boom, bang, bang. And then that's it. And then, um, Axel wakes up and like, oh fuck. He sees his buddy dead and the cops are all there and everything. And he doesn't really know, uh, what happened. So, uh, was it the inspector Todd shows up and starts screaming, ah, what the fuck's going on here? What are you guys doing? And they just said, my buddy got killed. And he did. They at this point, they really don't know why. They just think it was just a robbery. Mm-hmm. So Axel was already mad. Luckily, he did get to talk. He talked to Mikey and, and knew where he was. So Axel just, ah, I need a vacation. Just, just put me on vacation. So inspector said, yeah, go for it. So he took off. All right, really quick. Next scene, we see him driving in Beverly Hills. And I don't know how far Michigan is to California, but I don't, I don't know if that car would have made it. <laughs> Hell no, because they got that scene where he tries to park it and gets out and it starts rolling off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that car made it halfway across country. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Detroit's pretty much at the top of the, the United States and you got to go all the way to the West Coast. I don't know, man. Uh, maybe the, these uh, Hollywood cars uh, can make it, but <laughs> and uh, the way the movie made it seem like he he got there in no time too. Yeah, he's like wearing the same clothes. He's like he didn't even change clothes <laughs> that whole that whole ride. That take days. Uh, it ain't just no one twelve uh, hour drive, and you're going days uh, across. I don't even know how many states, but. He gets there. I love this montage, how you're just rolling through Beverly Hills. And uh, for those of you that haven't ever been to Beverly Hills, what you saw is it's like worse now. <laughs> but, I mean, that's that's how Beverly Hills is. I mean, you got all these fancy stores and um, you think of just the most expensive cars riding around. And, yeah, well, you got a lot of tourists like like us when we're driving through and just in rental cars mm-hmm. and everything. But you do. 
see all those fancy ass cars. You do, you do see the sports cars, the Porsches. Now you just see nothing but Teslas and all that, but the really, really expensive ones. So I think, I mean, that was pretty much Beverly Hills through that whole scene. And, uh, this scene, it was funny then. I, I did chuckle now, but I know, I mean, it's, it's not right to make fun. But uh, the two guys that were walking by, and one of them had a thriller jacket on. I remember that. <laughs> and the other, and their tight ass leather pants. <laughs> and he just kind of looks at him, doesn't say nothing to him, but then he just starts laughing. But, oh, <laughs> uh, where did he go? Uh, oh, he, he went to get get his broom at the whatever expensive ass hotel he went to. It was some hotel that was supposedly in Beverly Hills, but I think it, it's not there. I want to say that's that hotel they were in, and uh, Tom Hanks is a bachelor party because it uh, it looked like that in the lobby. I'm pretty sure it was there, but um, uh, they didn't really show the front, so I I, I couldn't. If they did, I don't, I don't remember, but I know the inside. That was the hotel uh, from Bachelor Party. And yeah, the stuff he was saying here, um, it ain't <laughs> flying today. <laughs> but I, he just when he just rolled up and hey, the, how much are the rooms here? Oh, two hundred fifty a night. That's nothing. It's probably like close to a thousand now if you try to stay somewhere in Beverly Hills for one night. And that was well, and that he, was a suite too. Well, yeah, they were giving him the single room oh, okay. or single because <laughs> he did the the whole con. He was. Uh, a reporter for Rolling Stones there to interview Michael Jackson and they didn't have his reservation. So he was claiming that they didn't, he didn't use these words, but he was claiming that, uh, they didn't, they didn't want a black man staying at their hotel. So he got, he got the suite for the, the single, the single room rate. <laughs> like what you say that because I'm here to do a story on Michael Jackson about how Michael Jackson's, on top of the world, but now it's going to be Michael Jackson at the bottom of the world because you don't allow blanks here. <laughs> I remember the first time when I saw that everybody in the whole theater just was laughing, clapping, and everything. But uh, I see right here a reservation just became uh, available or whatever. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was pretty quick. Yeah, so he got his room and then uh, just left his stuff there. He went to go see Jenny, found out uh, where she was, and her uh, she she was uh, running an art studio, so she goes there. Uh, this is when he meets Serge and that that whole scene. And uh, I liked him. It was funny in this one, but I, I like when he came back in the, in the in the third one because it was like totally <laughs> totally something different. We'll talk about that when we get to it uh, two weeks from now. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, that whole funny scene with Serge when he was just trying to talk to him, and then Eddie Murphy was like, well, I, "I don't understand you." <laughs> Kept calling him Aquel, and he goes, "No, Axel, Aquel." Oh, just tell her Foley's here to see you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, then she comes, "Oh, Axel Foley," and then they start uh, hugging and this and that, and then uh, they go sit down and talk, and Axel tells her, "Hey." uh, Mikey's dead. And she was like, what? Ah, and then she was kind of like, well, what was happening? He goes, I don't know. He was working for some security thing. And and she goes, yeah. That's when she told me, yeah, I'm, I was the one that got on the job there. And he was like, well, what is this place? 
And then she goes, I don't know. I guess he, he was working security at a warehouse. So he went over there and just kind of started uh, looking around to see. No, did she go over there with him the first time? That was that was later. Yeah, he first went to. Uh, no, she went the first time with him, but uh, he went to go speak to Victor Maitland. Oh, that's right. And this is get the scene where I laugh every time when they escort him out and throw him through the window. Oh. <laughs> and the cops pulled up and he was like, yeah, did you see what they did? And they were like, get up, you're under arrest. He was like, we're getting thrown through a fucking window. <laughs> and just just the way it, he's just playing it off. And he's just like, I can't imagine what, what would happen if I got arrested for jaywalking. Because, <laughs> yeah, because when he went in to see Victor, he just came, he just went right in there and said, yeah. Uh, I'm here because I want to find out what happened to my buddy Mikey. And then uh, Victor and and Mike kind of just look at each other like, uh, okay. And um, and then Victor was like, well, I don't, I'm I'm sorry to hear about your friend, but I don't know nothing nothing about it. And then, uh, but hope you have a good day because I got to get back to work. And then him come walking like five or six of uh, of his muscle. I like how they grab me. He just get off me, get off me, get the fuck off me. <laughs> then they carry him downstairs and throw him out the window. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen anyone get crashed through a window before. I've only seen it once. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. I saw them uh, arguing in, in the lobby. Next thing you know, whoosh, some fool came crashing through, but he got pretty cut up uh, from the glass. But uh, you can clearly see it's not Eddie Murphy until he's laying on the ground. But yeah, those cops showed up hella fast, man. They drove up onto the onto the sidewalk and had their guns drawn and everything. Man, did you guys just see that? And and then they when they start searching him, we go, he's got a gun, and they're ah, yeah, partner, got a gun here. <laughs> all right, if you all right, everyone, uh, for those of you that don't live here in California. Gun laws are crazy here. Uh, if you come from another state, leave your gun in the car. Don't have it on you unless you have the concealed uh, carry that's good in not every state you go in. Because uh, my cousin, he got popped for uh, having his, and but his, I guess he couldn't have it in California or so. I don't know why. I don't know what the whole situation was, but. Yeah. Yes, it's different up here. You can, uh, if you got your license and all your paperwork, you can walk right into the store with it on your holster, on your on your belt, plain sight. Um, uh, I know in Nevada you can do that. I see those guys walking around with their ARs every now and then. Um, yeah, stay away from those guys. I, I'm, I'm. Look, man, I'm, I'm all for it. You guys, if, whatever state you live in, and and your guns, you can carry them around. I, I don't care. But. Um, just don't get crazy with them. That's my only thing. I mean, I see those guys at home, give them the thumbs up right on. Like, yeah, it's your right uh, to have that. But just don't be idiots with them. But anyway. <laughs> uh, so I'm all for guns, everyone, before some people try to think that I'm not. I live in California. I'm, I don't have any, but I want some. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, so, yeah, this is when we meet. Um uh, Sergeant Taggart and uh, it, uh, Billy Billy Rosewood. No, what is the DET? Is that Detective? Yeah. All right, Detective Billy Rosewood. Uh, judge Reinhold, really young Judge Reinhold. But I've always liked John Ashton, 
in uh, every role. He's always playing some kind of a tough guy. Did you see um, Midnight Run with De Niro and yeah. Charles Grodin? Oh, speaking of Charles Grodin, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah rest in peace, sir. <laughs> but he was badass in that one, um, in, in that movie. But, yeah, so they, they kind of meet up, and then they meet up with uh, Ronnie Cox, uh, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Bogomil. Right? Yep. All right. So they're Dick Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Dick Jones. <laughs> what was the OCP? He's the head of OCP. Fucking. What's his name? Red. What the hell was his name? Uh, uh, he's just Red from 70s show. Um, <laughs> Clarence Barniger. Yeah, that was his name. Have we? Oh, uh, real quick. Uh, did you did you hear about Amazon buying MGM? What? Yeah, they bought MGM for uh, almost eight and a half billion dollars. Damn. So, so they own James Bond and RoboCop and all those MGM uh, franchises. Hmm. Well, put them all on uh, Prime. Yeah, that's what they said. They said there's like four thousand movies coming to Prime. Oh man, I'm still riding on. Uh... One of my friends' accounts, but I'm getting ready to get it. <laughs> the holidays are coming. Man, really quick, uh, I used Amazon all of the holidays. <laughs> my wife was like, why didn't you just get the Prime so we didn't have to pay for shipping? I said, I never had to pay for shipping because everything I bought was over $25. Yeah. yeah. So, But with that extra, you do get all those movies and everything. So, mm-hmm. But Anyway, so... Uh, yeah, they kind of meet up and they they're trying to figure out what uh, what why are you here? We we know you're a Detroit cop, and he's like, I'm I'm just here on vacation. He he didn't really want to get into why he was there, so they basically told him, look, all right, well, you have to get out of town, or <laughs> well, we'll take you to the <laughs> limits of Beverly Hills. And uh, he was like, ah, all right, um, that's not far, is it? It's not that big. I mean, you'll roll into Hollywood, but before, like a ten-minute drive, if, to, if that. To the limits. <laughs> if that. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's weird, but you can clearly see you'll be driving, and the houses are nice. But then once you start seeing the giant matches, that's when you know you're in in uh, Beverly Hills. But um, was he? Were they following? Yeah, you no, know, because they they, they were following him before he they decided to throw him out, right? No, they uh, they didn't start following him because um, uh, Jenny came and bailed him out. Oh, that's right. Went to the hotel, and that's when the whole gag of him ordering them all the food, the the shrimp salad sandwich, and then that's when he uh, did the banana and the the tailpipe. Okay, because. That's when him and Jenny went to the. After that, that's when they went to the warehouse. All right, cause um, yeah, that's right. Cause she she bailed him out. He went back, and then, and I think that's when they were they they started to to tail him. Cause I remember when he was driving with Jenny, he was like, "Hey man, there's some cops behind us." And he was like, "What?" But they didn't really care. But all right, really quick, yeah, we we get to see a young, uh, Damon Wayne's when he had hair, um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've always loved Damon Wayans, I mean, but uh, some of the stuff he did in his comedy, you can't do anymore. But um, <laughs> I, I like this scene. I mean, other than Damon Wayans, it was funny. But he, he wanted some. He, he got some bananas. All right, everyone. 
Um, and when you look at the bananas he hands uh, Axel, they're all nice and straight. But when Eddie runs to the behind of the, uh, the police car where uh, Taggart and Rosewood are, uh, they're getting distracted by the, the waiter because he's a busboy. He's bringing them food and all that. When he's sticking the bananas in the tailpipes, earlier when Damon Wayne's gave them to him, they were nice and straight. But the ones he's sticking in the tailpipe are all curved. Um, just something I caught when I first saw this film. But. Gave him special bananas at first. I want to know, did that, did that work? I mean, I've never tried it, but... Uh, uh, I think I heard that it does. I think if you stick like two or three in there, it'll it'll stall your car out. I mean, <laughs> I guess you can go to YouTube and see if it works. But yeah, they... Yeah. they this this was Damon's uh, film uh, debut here. Oh, that as, was his first movie? Yeah, as Banana Man. <laughs> that's what that's what he's credited it. Not server in the buffet or anything. It's credited as Banana Man. I know he could have been Food Man or something. Man. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I guess, man, you you take whatever role you can in the beginning. But if this is his first film, man, he he he's in a blockbuster. I mean, a, a classic Eddie Murphy movie. So, gosh, I'm looking at his filmography. Beverly Hills Cop, Hollywood Shuffle, Roxanne, Colors, Earth Girls Are Easy. Shit, he didn't really right. have a starring role until Last Boy Scout. Did we do that already? Oh, it's coming. Oh, okay. I, 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 I love that movie. I do too. Um, Hollywood Shuffle, man. I love that one. Uh, Robert Townsend. He was just in it. He wasn't like the star. Uh, who was Should he? I just watched. I just watched Colors the other day. Yeah, T T Bone. T Bone. <laughs> Take my rabbit away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the house, baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, they let him keep the rabbit. Yeah, he did. They were arrested. He's like, here, I got it. I didn't get that, man. What was he on drugs? And he was in a dance yeah, with a wave cap on. <laughs> he he was high as shit. <laughs> ah, Colors. Um. Earth Girls are easy. It was funny. I liked him that. Was it? Oh, it was him and uh, Jim Carrey and um, mm-hmm. what's his nuts? Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Anyway, um, so yeah, they started. Uh, they well, they their car stalled out, and uh, Jenny and Axel took off, and that's when they went to the warehouse. And uh, all right, I got a question right here, but anyway, so they get to the warehouse. They're kind of looking. Well, what are we looking for? And he goes, they, um. They come in and they're not, they're not really sure uh, on what they're looking for. So, but they hear somebody because somebody starts to roll up the, the garage door. So they kind of step and hide. And then these two guys bring in this big wood crate and they open it up. And then they start pulling out um, those big bonds. Um, it looked like there was packs of them. And then, mm-hmm. Did they have it in the, um, in the coffee? Uh, when they first found the coffee, the coffee was like, on the table, okay. like it spilt out. All right. So anyway, so yeah, so they put those, they took all those big uh, those bonds out and they stuck them in these briefcases and then they closed up the the box and then put it back in the van. All right. Why did they come there to do that? Why didn't they just do that in the van? They came there so Eddie and uh, <laughs> Jenny would, Sir Axel and Jenny would see them do it. 
Because I was like, you could have just did that in the van. Didn't even need to come over here. I mean, it was a van yeah. with no windows, but all right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand why you had to bring this small crate to this warehouse just to open could've it. Just yeah, could have just had to get one guy in the back opening it. I know because it looked like they just threw the little packs on top of the crate and then carried the crate back to the. <laughs> I'm assuming back to the van. Yeah, they put it back in the van and they took off. <laughs> like, did you need to come and do all that? But all right, whatever. I mean, we didn't write it. <laughs> so, so yeah, so they saw it. And then, all right, they figured, okay, well, this is what they're doing. Because uh, Eddie was like, well, they usually use coffee grounds if they're, if they're smuggling drugs. But they saw that they had those bonds. So he uh, Jenny took him back uh, to his hotel. And this is when Taggart and Rosewood were sitting out uh, in the front. And I love this part. I see it because uh, Eddie sees them. Then he runs around the back and jumps in the back. And <laughs> starts laughing. I liked every time he laughed in this because he did that laugh a few times in the film. But, yeah, she did it too, Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> there was a scene where she was like mocking him. <laughs> that but I, I, li- I like this. I like the dynamic between him, Taggart, and Rosewood because they're three they're just they're different you know even Taggart and Rosewood because Rosewood's like the the fresh face young detective kind of kind of naive to things and then Taggart's just he's just old school he's just been there done that yeah he's just the hard ass of uh yeah the police force in Beverly Hills so they're like hey man because he knows they're, they're following everything he's like come on man let's just let's just go get a drink and they're well we're still on the clock we can't drink like, come on so this is when they go to the um to the strip club and uh they got uh, vanity six bumping in there was it nasty girl i think that was a song yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> strippers are titties are bouncing around and everything and <laughs> rosa was looking around smiling and taggart's just kind of like what the fuck are we doing here and, uh, no asses in a strip club. <laughs> None. Eddie's in there dancing around, and then they they kind of start talking. And and just is this is when they told him what, what they found, right? Yeah. Okay, so he told them what they saw in the warehouse. But then while they're talking, Eddie notices uh, these two guys in trench coats come in and kind of like staking the place out. And uh, Axel tell him, "Hey, man, look, these two guys walking in. I think something's about to go down." And Taggart's kind of looking around, like, "Wow, oh, no, we can't do anything. What would you? How do you know?" And he goes, "It's like eighty degrees outside. Why are they wearing those coats? <laughs> so with the big bulges in them." Yeah, I, real quick, I have a question. Like, there's there's this one podcast I listen to, uh, No Jumper. They they talk a lot about like hip hop and stuff. And they're in California. Do people really wear like? Down jackets and stuff in California. All right. Um, I don't know about Southern Cal or wherever they are at. Uh, in the Bay Area, uh, be it Oakland or, or San Francisco, sometimes. And because even I look, I'm like, how the fuck are you guys wearing that shit? It's hell hot out. Uh, mainly yeah. during the day, but I can understand San Francisco because I was there one time and being that close to the water. Yeah, you get that. It got a little. Yeah, but I, I believe they're in the, they're in Los Angeles. Oh fuck, that is always hot down there, even during the winter time. <laughs> but um, not everywhere, but I do see uh, guys posted up wearing those big old down 
puffy jackets. Yeah, hoodies and like, what is going on? That's like my buddy, man. He he, no matter what time of year, hoodie year round. I'm like, dude, are you cold? I'm all right. I'm like, dude, I'm sitting there sweating, standing there. <laughs> I'm like, dude, how how come you're not sweaty? I don't know, man. I might just be cold blooded. I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> but um, he looks different. Every I've since I've known him, he's always had those those damn things on. I mean, he's what pushing fifty like me, and he still has it on. I'm like, dude, what? But he looks when I see him, he looks. He doesn't look right when he doesn't have it on. <laughs> when when I'm kicking it at his house, <laughs> he takes it off. I'm like, dude, put your sweatshirt back on. You don't look right. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, there there's some fools down there. Okay, posted up still wearing those things. Anyway, so they uh, Eddie kind of they set it up. I tells Taggart to go over uh, and watch the other gunman, and Eddie walks over to the other dude. That was that one guy from uh, Sudden Impact. That one, uh, Dirty Harry movie. Um, oh, yeah. The, the main guy. I can't remember his name in that one, but that was him. So he walks up and, hey, Phil, what's going on, man? Acting all drunk. What's up, baby? <laughs> and then I got to get out of here, man. Get away from me. Phil, Phil, come on, man. What's up? It's me. And <laughs> he kind of pushes uh, Eddie down. Then he pulls out a shotgun. Shot everybody. And then the other guy pulls out his gun. And then Axel's like, oh, come on, man, what's up? And then he goes, man, he's, look, he's getting ready to shoot him. And then just psh, clocks him, elbows <laughs> him. He's, he's funny when he's playing the drunk. Because <laughs> when the guy pushes him, he's like, man, you changed, man. I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> so he took this shotgun away from that other dude. Then Taggart rolls up on that guy, pulls his gun out, freeze. And then and they stop it. And then everybody's in there clapping and cheering Rosewood comes in at the end. Like, Freeze! Foley's all like, wow, you're a good cop. <laughs> they go back to the police station and um, what's his name? Uh, Bogomil. He, he, he starts like, what, what? first of all, what the fuck were you guys doing in this strip club? And Axel's like, hey man, I just wanted to have a drink. These guys came in there. They had like club soda or whatever. And they saw what was going on, and they they moved it. They 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 sprung on they and, and arrested the guys. These two these two guys are super cops. And then Bogomil looks at them. Is that what happened? And then Taggart's like, um, no, that that's not what happened. Uh, Foley was the one here that that spotted him, and we backed him up. And Bogomil's like, oh, oh man, what, what am I gonna do with you guys? And and, and Foley's Axel was like, come on, man, he was buying it. It was a perfectly good lie, and you guys just ruined it. So this is when they told him that uh, you got to get out of Beverly Hills. But then he was like, nah, man, I, I still got. Well, he didn't say this to them, but he still had to do what he do. Uh, figure out uh, who killed Mikey. Whoa, what happened after this? Um, I think uh, this is when he goes to talk to Victor Maitland again, but it's at the, <laughs> the country club. Oh, that's right. He goes in there and uh, he's talking to the the, the the dude at the counter or whatever, major maitre d or whatever you call him. And then uh, he's pretending that he's gay. He goes, hey, uh, yeah, um, I got a message for Mr. Victor Maitland. Tell him that... Uh, 
I can't remember what he said his name was, but to tell him that uh, I got my results from the clinic and I have herpes simplex 12 or whatever he, whatever he said. <laughs> and uh, tell him that I advise him it's best that he goes and gets checked out. And there were, he was like, um, I think you better go tell him that. And he goes, oh, yeah, I, th- I think that's best. <laughs> so, And then he just walks over there and starts talking shit to him. And then Mike uh, jumps up and tries to to get him, but he like flips him into the um, little buffet table and push. He goes crashing there. I don't know why he didn't get up and I immediately start wiping the stuff off of his face. He like just stood there with all that crap on him because <laughs> he was telling uh, Victor like, "Hey, I know, I know what you guys are doing, and uh, I know you killed Mikey and all that." And, He's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then the police show up. Uh, arrested again. <laughs> yeah, so. um, No, that was the first time when he got arrested, when he was sitting in the cell. Man, i never seen this telephone in the, in the cell. He said he ordered a pizza. <laughs> that was a clean cell, too. Yeah, it was. It was Beverly Hills. <laughs> it was all nice. <laughs> Surprised there was no couches in there, in the cells. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is, again, this is when they told him, look, man, you got to get out of town. I mean, you're, you're causing too much problem. Just leave Victor Maitland alone. But he's like, nah, I, I got to figure it out. So I think that's when. Uh, no, I think we skipped the part because I, I think it was after the strip club that uh, Taggart and Rosewood couldn't just they kind of took them off the case. And then uh, Axel was up at Victor's house. Looking uh, at the gate, yeah. And then this is when the other two guys, yeah, the the second team. You guys, the second team? No, we're the first team, and we're not gonna fall Uh, for the (laughs) banana (laughs) in the tailpipe. You're not gonna fall for the banana in the tailpipe. (laughs) That's the clip I played at the beginning. Everyone, (laughs) he goes, "Come on, you you got to be more loose with it, brother." He goes, "What do you say? Oh, like a fall for the banana in the tailpipe." That guy was not amused. <laughs> no, he, he, he was like, you've been partners with that guy too long. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that part was funny, too. I mean, I, the first time I saw it, everyone was laughing and screaming and clapping so hard. I, like, missed what he said afterwards. We had to see it again another time, and I got finally got to see uh, what he said. But, so yeah, he started, those guys started following him. Because he was standing there talking to them, and then uh, Victor and, and them were leaving, so that he jumped in his car and uh, started driving after him. But then the, the other cops were right behind him. But then he like ran a red light, and they uh, they almost crashed, so they got away. I think that's when he followed Victor to uh, to the country club. Yeah, that's right. And then all that happened, and then and yeah, he gets arrested, and then that's when Bogomil's he breaks down everything to Bogomil, and Bogomil's like. Don't uh, don't tell me what you uh, what you can prove. Just tell me what you got. Yeah, I mean, because I think they started to believe him at this point. I mean, they knew that Victor might be up to no good, but he still really didn't really didn't have the proof to to do it. So yeah, because he was like, you know, he was telling him about the coffee grounds, and he was like, "Did you did you find anything else? Because we can't we can't get a search warrant off coffee grounds." Yeah, so he um. He went back to Jenny and kind of told her uh, some more stuff. So he was like, I-, I need to go back to that warehouse. Why don't you just give me the they had, keys? They had Billy with them, too. Oh, that's right. 
Because that's right. Billy was supposed to take him. That's when they said they gave him to Billy Rosewood said, here, you need to get drive him to the to the city limits. And then you, I want you to actually see him leave. Yeah. And that's when uh, Axel was like, come on, man, we got to do this, man. We're 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 we're, we're going to bust it. We're going to bust them and solve this case. And Billy's like, I don't know, man, I don't know if I should do this. But I think he was believing Axel. I think that's why he was like, all right, let's let, let's do it. You know, the only thing I can lose is my job. <laughs> so that's when they go back to the warehouse. And um, uh, yeah, Jenny, Jenny, was, Jenny was with him, too. Yeah, because uh, he was trying to get her to give him the keys. But she was like, no, we can we can argue about it on the way there. Because she was like, if this has something to do with Mikey getting killed, I want to know what happened. Yeah, so they, they go back into the warehouse and uh, they see one of the boxes. Because, oh, uh, we skipped a part earlier. Um, Axel went to uh, the customs uh, part uh, warehouse where they were all the stuff that was coming into the country. And he, he kind of made it up like he was a, uh, some kind of inspector. Uh, <laughs> so he just starts showed his flashed his bash his badge real fast and said he was uh, a part of this organization and we need to check uh, all the records on on where these things are coming from and we'll start with this yeah. box right here <laughs> yeah because he was claiming somebody was stealing money yeah and then he was asking the main guys what, what, what kind of car do you drive because I've seen a real nice car outside <laughs> so he kind he that's when he figured out that these uh, crates. Uh, that were going to the to the art place, the art warehouse that they were coming from out of the country. So that he was like, right, so they figured that out, and I think that's when he was he was breaking it down to the, to the cops, and he told Jenny, and that's when they're like, ah, oh, come on, we'll go back there again, because when they get to the warehouse, um, they see one of the uh, crates that is is just sitting there, but it wasn't inspected yet. So they said, well, this what's in this? So they they open it up. And then there's coffee grounds. He started digging around. Then he found these big-ass bags of Coke. So they're like, ah, this is what it is. It's not just bonds. There's also they're smuggling in drugs and everything. So, But before they can get out of there, uh, two of uh, Victor's uh, henchmen come running out with guns. Do they knock him out? Uh, no, I think they're they're holding them. And... It's the one, one of the guys was the one that uh, was there when Mikey got killed. And he, he's all talking shit to Foley, talking about, uh, what does he say? He was like, how's that bump on your head I gave you in Detroit? Oh, that's right. That was a dude from um, Total Recall. He was one of uh, Michael Ironside's guys. Uh, Michael Champion. He played Casey. Oh, uh, yeah. Him. He had the big, thick glasses in Total Recall. He's in that movie. You ever see uh, Toy Soldiers? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was like he was like the the American guy with the with the terrorist group. All right. Speaking of Total Recall, did you see that double steel book they got at Target? Yeah, I got it. I got it on the way. Is it two steel books for thirty? I think no. I think it's one. It's two movies. It's uh, Total Recall and uh, Terminator: Dark Fate. Oh, it's. I thought it was Terminator Two. I don't know. Whatever it is, but. I could be wrong. I could be. Do I need it's it? A, it's, it's a Terminator movie in Total Recall. <sighs> Do I need it? No, but uh, I kind of want it because I like those covers. But anyway, so <laughs> they, uh, oh no, they were going to kill him because they, they took Jenny 
And then uh, that's when Billy came running in, freeze, and then there was a gunfight, and then he ended up killing, uh, shooting those other two guys. So they were like, "Ah, oh, man, well, we gotta go to we we gotta we gotta rescue Jenny." So because they knew they were taking her back to to Victor, so that's when uh, they called up Taggart and said, "Hey, man, this is going on, dude. Meet us there." So they all go to Victor's mansion, and uh, it was just them three: Taggart, Billy, and uh, Axel. And then they're like, "Well, what are we gonna do? I mean, we gotta go in there and and get her." So uh, that's when they jumped the wall and, and climbed in. That that part was fucking hilarious. When Taggart <laughs> tried to just jump on the wall and pull himself up, but he couldn't do it. <laughs> and then Billy was trying to push him up and couldn't. And then he got on his shoulders, and then they fell backwards. Uh, but once they got in, into their uh, Victor's uh, security cameras and their keys because they thought Foley was dead. Um, so they were they were looking like Foley's on the grounds and they're like ah. So they everyone was running around trying to get out of there. And uh, I guess Uzi's was the the choice of weaponry uh, for everyone because that's all everybody had. Uh, all those guys <laughs> just pulled out their Uzis and just started <laughs> shooting at Axel and Taggart and Billy. <laughs> yeah, Taggart. Uh, apparently, th- 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 that's the one thing he hates is machine guns. <laughs> uh, you can't have machine guns in California. Automatic ones. <laughs> so, but, well, I guess you can't have automatics anywhere. But anyway, I st- they're out there. I still see those guys in videos that are shooting them. But either way. um, <laughs> So, yeah. It's a big old firefight. Uh, I assume the neighbors were calling... Uh, the cops saying that there were shots fired because uh, that's when they got the call at the police station. And then everybody went zooming out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure in Beverly Hills you don't hear gunfights like that. <laughs> so, yeah, because uh, Billy and Taggart are still outside. And they're, they just, no, Taggart had a shotgun and his pistol. And, and Billy kept pulling out his beds. Police! Put your hands up! <laughs> and those guys just started shooting at Taggart was like, stop doing that. <laughs> he was telling me, look, man, you're going to do that? I'm going to shoot you myself. <laughs> so Axel gets in the house. He gets into it, a, a little battle with Mike, um, uh, Jonathan Banks, and then he ends up uh, killing him. I like how he got him because he, uh, well, he was good. They were shooting all, they were shooting all inside of the house. Um, but they took out a lot of the guys that were outside. Uh, Taggart and Billy did as well as Axel. He shot a few of them. Yeah, these guys cannot shoot or shit. Uh, no one can. <laughs> it's like they shot all around them in a circle. Yeah, there was times where they were all out in the open and still couldn't hit them. They, but they just... Like, are you aiming for the plants and the, the statues? And <laughs> um, You could clearly see that all that stuff that, were, that was getting hit was wood. I mean, even the pillars. Because yeah. I was like... <laughs> That would leave no hole like that. It looked like a wood hole. But anyway, so Axel uh, kills Mike uh, inside. Uh, I liked how he got him, though. He was like, Mike was kind of looking around for him. Then he come around the corner, and Axel's kneeled down. Pumps him up with a few, and he goes down. He walks up on Mike to see what's going on, and then uh, Victor blasts him, blasts Axel in the shoulder, and he falls down. I was like, ah, so he's kind of trying to run away while Victor's shooting at him. Uh, and then Victor has a Jenny. He has, he has the gun in her head. Like, ah, you're going to miss me and hit her. But Axel's just sitting there uh, pointing his gun. He was getting ready. To, was he getting ready to put his gun down, Axel? Yeah. 
who can I don't I don't remember who I know I just Bogum, watched this. Bogomil came in. Oh, okay, yeah, Ronnie Cox. He came running in, and then uh, Victor shot but missed, and then uh, Axel and Bogomil both like unloaded uh, on Victor. Yeah, they loaded their entire rounds into him. Yeah, Bogomil had like a six shooter, and Axel had a little automatic, so they just filled him up with holes. And then he goes, he let go of Jenny. She got out of the way, and then his dead body goes rolling down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, Victor Maitland will not be in the sequel. <laughs> no. So. And I like the next scene where the cops, the rest of the cops show up, and all the guys are putting their guns down, and then Rosewood pops up, and he's like, you are all under arrest. <laughs> I and know. Tiger's just like, Tiger's like, he's like, excellent job. <laughs> or he says something like that, but being sarcastic. <laughs> Yeah, after it was all over, he jumped up. <laughs> so, but uh, didn't look like many guys survived. Uh, Victor's man, there was only those two couple guys. Everyone else was their bodies laying everywhere. There was a couple guys that got out of there. They seen uh, like security and the, where the cameras were. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm out of here. They didn't get very far, man. They were driving in that oh, van right. and crashed into the fountain, and then all the cops jumped in uh, and got them after that big pile up of cars when all the cops came rolling in and that first one slammed on the brakes after the van flipped and then all the other cars behind them were hitting them <laughs> but, uh, yeah Victor's dead all his uh, henchmen uh, some of them went to jail some are dead and evil is punished so they were like oh, Axel's just sitting there and, and Bogomil's talking and here comes um the, the chief Chief Hubbard he comes up to Bogomil and goes, what happened? And then that's when he, off the top of his head, just made up the this story that uh, Taggart and uh, Rosewood are the ones that were the first ones on the scene because uh, they found out all the shit that Victor was doing, dealing with drugs and, and all that. And uh, After he did the, the chief was just looking at him like, I don't believe a word you're saying. But then he looks over at Taggart. Is that true? Taggart, yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> he kind of goes, all right, well, I want to report your report first thing in the morning. And then they all look at Eddie, and then they all start laughing. You lying motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they were all buddies at the end of the movie, and, and then that was it. Oh, well, uh, Eddie goes home, or he packs up his bags and uh, heads back to, to Michigan. It gets gets uh, Taggart and Rosewood some... Uh, Hundred dollar robes. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, you should keep one." He was like, "I got three of them in my suitcase, in my bag right now." You'd probably get a bill. Well, I guess he wouldn't get the bill. He didn't put his address down. <laughs> well, the, the Beverly Hills, the police police department was paying for it. That's right. I'm sure that uh, shit was a lot. For, he didn't pay for sh- yeah, two hundred fifty dollars a night. And all the the room service he was ordering, not even for himself. I don't even think he slept. He was on the move <laughs> that whole time. He just had that room for his, his to keep his bag there, his little duffel bag. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, evil is punished, and that that's that's Beverly Hills Cop. I mean this this movie's awesome. If you guys got HBO Max, uh, it's all three of them are on there. But out of these three, to me, this is this is the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love it. I have not seen this in a really long time. Uh, I haven't. I have it on DVD. I haven't picked it up for uh, 
4K yet. I see that there is. Uh, yeah, I got the, the I got the three pack, the Blu-ray that came out. I didn't get that. Um, I mainly want this one. I don't know if I want to. Yeah, I have all three of them on DVD, so if I need to, or it's on HBO Max, but uh, I want to get the first one. I want to get this one. But yeah, this yeah. this is definitely a true uh, '80s uh, Eddie Murphy classic. Uh, yeah, this is one of those ones. Uh, I'll probably watch it again, like sooner, because I I don't even remember the last time I saw this film. But uh, it's it's funny. <clears throat> it's it's a tell of funny and everything. The shirt he was wearing, the little Mumford Biz Ed shirt. I remember uh, everybody wanted that shirt just because Eddie wore it in this movie, and. I don't know. It was it was something about uh, maybe they still do that today. But every if it was somebody was wearing it in, in a in a hit movie and everybody loved it, they all wanted it. Because when we were talking mm-hmm. about um, Eddie Murphy's Golden Child, that dumb little hat that he wore, and everybody <laughs> had to have that. <laughs> and uh, in the next one, the Detroit uh, Lions jacket he was wearing, everybody wanted that. Man, I don't yeah. know. It's just how it was. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> all right, everyone. That's uh, Beverly Hills Cop, nineteen eighty-four. Oh man, yeah, I definitely will have to put this on a regular rotation because I knew it was funny, but I, f- I forgot uh, a lot of it. A lot of and then forgot that there was a lot of people, mainly um, Damon Wayans. I forgot that he was in this because he was only in that one scene. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't even really talk about uh, Paul Reiser. Oh, that's right. He was in this. Yeah, he was a Detroit cop that didn't really seem like he he might not be that good at his job, just the way he came off. <laughs> yeah, he was only in it for a couple scenes in the beginning. Uh, I think he, he came back in the second one, didn't he? Yeah, he has a few more scenes that are, that are funny. Okay, yeah. Oh. Again, more of him... Come, coming off like maybe he's not the best cop. <laughs> uh, after Aliens, I I don't like Paul Reiser because he was the asshole bad guy. Uh, you didn't like him Stranger Things? Was he in that? Yeah, the, the last season. Or was it the last season? Or was it the second season? Second season, I think. Was he one of the scientist dudes? Yeah, he was the... Spoilers, everybody. But he he was the one where you thought he was going to be another bad one, but he turned out to be good. Oh, okay, yeah. I speaking of that, when does that next season come out? Uh, I think I read something about the the one kid. Uh, what's his name? Finn Wolfhard says he he doesn't think it's going to come out this year. Oh man! But Cobra Kai season four has wrapped filming, so. I think I said it on the on the, on the main show. Uh, I think I think we'll get Cobra Kai before we get Stranger Things. I hope we get it this year. I mean, I wouldn't mind two seasons in one year. I think we'll get Cobra Kai sooner, and then what they did for Cobra Kai on New Year's. I think that's what the, I feel like that's what they're going to do for Stranger Things. Uh, yeah, do that. I rather I want to see Cobra Kai first before anything. Because, whoo, the way that last season ended, oh, my God, I can't wait. Terry yeah, I heard, heard it's going to be a little bit darker. Terry Silver. Bring yeah, back Mike Terry. Barnes, too, man. They got to bring him back. 
So, but <clears throat> yeah, him and him and Daniel gotta have that rematch. Yeah, a, a good uh, to the death. He ain't gonna be fooled by Kata this time. No, and what's his name? Better come to America, chosen, because uh, they're, they're gonna need him. Oh, I thought you were gonna say uh, they need to bring Snake back. Snake. You know, if you if you want to be bad. Snake's the one. (laughs) (laughs) Go back and listen to those, everyone. You didn't hear from Snake. You gotta break Snake back. He's he's been hanging out with. uh, He's been um, Terry Silver's little lackey this whole time. Uh, If he comes back, all right, I'll let it slide. But uh, fuck Snake. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. uh, That's gonna be it. Beverly Hills Cop, 1984, and uh, come back next week when we tackle uh, 1987's uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Uh, was that a different director or the same director? Uh, uh, Tony Scott directed that one. Yes. Uh, I know he directed Dumbass Top Gun. Hey, hey, hey. I'm sorry, <laughs> man. I hate that movie. <laughs> Uh, I know everyone. Some people are like what? I, mean, I hate that movie. I don't care what anyone says. I mean, I, I will agree with you. Iron Eagle is the better movie, but Top Gun is iconic. Unstoppable was the last movie he directed. Was that the one with Denzel and Captain Kirk? Yeah, the the train movie. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. Uh, Which I, I I never noticed. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the fuck is his name? The actor, the one from Mall Rats, where he was trying to stare at the picture and he couldn't see the boat. Oh, um, Ethan something. Yeah, because in uh, I guess um, because he's the one that lets the train get out of control, and I guess that's why they threw in the, the little train scene in the hunt where he's trying to get on the train. Yeah. So that, that I just thought that was that it had nothing to do with what we were talking about. <laughs> Ethan Suppley. Have you seen how he looks now? Yeah, he was just on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh, man. Good for you, Ethan, brother, man. He was just big old fat Seth and mall rats. And uh, he was husky in uh, American History X. What the hell was his name? Fat Seth. Uh, and I was like, damn. But he got tired yeah. of being fat and just he's fucking ripped now. Yeah. He had a lot of good roles when he was bigger, though. Yeah. He was uh, Tuna in Blow. That's right. Uh, uh, remember the Titans? I liked his character in that one. Oh, yeah. He was good in that one. Shit, he, he was in a bunch of movies. Uh, Boy Meets World. Uh, he was uh, a big Wasn't he a Vader, Vader's son? Boy Meets World? <laughs> I think so. Um, shit, I'm trying to look to see what else he was. He was in a shit ton of movies, but... Uh, uh, yeah, first thing I saw him in was Mallrats, and I always loved him in that. I that was his, uh, well, that was his first film was Mallrats. They kind of bring him back for the sequel. He was in. Well, I don't think he was the same character. He was in uh, Clerks Two for like a second. But are they are they really doing a Mallrats two? Uh, you never know with uh, Kevin. Because they're supposed to do another Clark's movie, and then he kind of jumps over to. He, it, it seems like lately he's doing the the Guillermo del Toro thing, where he's got all these projects, but you never know what's really coming out. 
He's supposed to be directing some comic book um thing. Oh no, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Masters of the Universe. He's supposed to be doing that TV series. I, I I don't know if he directed any of it, but I know he's one of the producers. Um, says Clerks Three, but it looks like he's just the producer. He, I don't know. Well, we'll see. Um, another show, everyone. But I mean, another another good thing. Kevin Smith, man, good good for you, man. He lost hella weight and. Uh, and he doing a horror movie about a moose. It's supposed to be like Jaws, but with a moose. I don't know. After Tusk and all that, Tusk was not a horror movie, and Red State was not a horror movie. Yes, they were horrific, but they weren't horror movies. But Red State was badass. I I enjoyed that one. Did you? What was that stupid one he did? Tusk or uh, the Yoga Hosers? Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> uh, Kevin, I love you, man. But that movie was garbage. <laughs> oh man, uh, yoga. Guess uh, put your daughter in the movie. And uh, <laughs> did you see uh, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot? Yeah, yeah, that was actually pretty funny. I I, I wasn't expecting much, but uh, yeah, I heard she's in some show that everybody's saying she's like really good on. Yeah, um, I follow her on Instagram, but I I think it's on Hulu. Yeah, I heard a lot of people like kind of change their outlook on her acting because of that show. Uh, all right, yeah, I was gonna give it a shot, but I I got too many other things to watch, but. All right, everyone, now we're rambling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, come back next week, Beverly Hills Cop 2, and uh, go back and listen to um, everything we had. Uh, what was last week's action uh, returns? Tom Clancy's oh. Without Remorse. Yeah, if you guys haven't heard that, uh, it's a short one. If you've already heard it, you know. Yeah, go back and listen to that. Also, go back and listen to uh, Stream Fiends when we talked about... Um, what year did that come out? Glad- 1990. 1990, yeah. Gladiator with uh, Academy Award winner Cuba Gooden Jr. and that other guy. <laughs> I forgot his name. Oh, gosh. That, that video just played in my head when you said Cuba. <laughs> yeah, I had to go back and rewatch that. I was like, damn, man. Hey, man. Did he have cocktails in him? Yeah, but he might have had something else in him too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, everyone, come back next week for Beverly Hills Cop Two. So yeah. So yeah, uh, THR Stream Fiends. You can find the Facebook group, uh, Instagram, and Twitter at uh, THR Stream Fiends. Yeah, just look down in the show notes. The uh, the link to all that'll be there, as well as yeah. the the action returns uh, page. Follow us on, on everything. Everything's down in the show notes below. So just click and have at it. So, all right, everyone. Until next week. Um, yeah, just take care. Be safe and party on. Yeah, uh, got nothing else to follow up with. Uh, with that, uh, just everybody be safe. <laughs>